0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio.
1: You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week. I'm Carol Masser. Excited to wrap up our day and our week and to have back with us... i got to say I kind of needed this this week. It's been a little crazy. Back with us uh, is comedian, actor, writer, and author Paul Reiser. He joins us once again on the phone from Los Angeles. Hey, nice to have you back with us.
0: How nice to be back. Nice <laughs>
1: to talk to you again. I have my mug. I have my Mad About You mug still on my desk. I'm just going to let <laughs> I'm you so know. happy. Well, we have a deal, you know. I know... I'm really sorry about the Emmy.
0: Yeah, what? I—that's I, I, why I'm calling. Okay, because that was that was your doing. That was your fault.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't. But we had a deal. If you win, we're oh. gonna do. We're gonna do a picture. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be able to hold your Emmy, and you're gonna get to hold the medal. Oh, that's you,
0: right. That's right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is my fault then for not having one. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try and find some sort of reasonable substitute. Well,
1: I think you might win for this next project. I got to tell you, I looked a little bit at it. Um, tell us about what you're up to right now.
0: Well, this is an interesting little journey. Uh, I created with a buddy of mine, my friend David Simon, we created a show called there 's Johnny, which is uh, debuting on on sunday uh, on peacock right. and it 's a weird thing well i 'll tell you about the show, but it 's weird because it 's not quite debuting. It was on another platform right uh, we, wrote, we did it two years ago, and it was on very quietly so as to not disturb anybody. It was not particularly <laughs> promoted. Hey, Paul, just a
1: hint. Don't do that. You want to disturb people. You want to make sure they know about it. I know.
0: (laughs) No, that wasn't my decision. They decided they didn't want to bother anybody. But, um, you know, I had always thought that once a show was on streaming, well, just be there and people will get to it whenever. It's always there. And then I found out a few months ago, I go, hey, there's Johnny is no longer up. I went, well, it just, because they had apparently a two-year contract or something, uh, uh, deal. So anyway, so it sort of fell into the ether. It was nowhere. And... It was this summer, Peacock was launching, and I said, well, this is a show that if any show belongs on Peacock, this is it. It takes place, there's Johnny, takes place uh, in 1972 behind the scenes of The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Mm -hmm. So literally, the Peacock is in our opening credit it takes place it's it's in nb shot in nbc hall nbc hallways and stuff and uh extra icing on the cake that uh, since we shot this two years ago uh one of our wonderful wonderful stars jane levy has gone on to become a big star for an nbc show called zoe's extraordinary playlist so we called the people at peacock we said you know you yeah. have this wonderful star, Jane Levy. She is also in this show. I'll bet you people would like to see it. Mm-hmm. And luckily they went, yes, they would. So they're putting on, which, you know, it's one of these, sometimes when a shows die, they just die. But this was so good that I, yeah. it felt it was worth the extra effort to fight for it.
1: I have to say, in our planning meeting when we were talking about and that you were going to come on and talk about it, and we all watched the trailer and, and, and caught some clips of it, and we all were like, This is really good. I mean, first of all, it takes us back to the 70s, which was such a kind of iconic era. There was so much going on. But it's also, and you must have loved working on it as a comedian. I mean, Johnny Carson Mm. is, you know, kind of the gold standard in terms of, you know, what we thought about when it came to comedy or or really created the world that we live in today. Yeah,
0: very, very much. And I'm all, you know, in my class of comedians, my generation. We mm-hmm. That was the goal, to get on Johnny, and for all of us, getting on that first time was like the huge reward. And it was also the currency that everybody else could understand. So, you know, your parents went, I guess my son's not a total loser. Because we just thought he was staying up late and making no money, but he was on The Tonight Show and Johnny liked him, so he must be okay. But what we did, is you're right, it was a very interesting time. 72 was mm-hmm. first of all, it was just when Johnny Carson moved the show from New York York, out to Burbank and it took on it's almost like it became in color then yeah. you know it, it suddenly yeah. took on a new life and it also coincided with the beginning of the comedy scene and the comedy clubs the com- the comedy store in the west coast and what we did Uh, And you know it's really kind of unique, and we have we partnered with Carson Entertainment, his company, Mm -hmm. um, for the rights to use the clips. We have so we have little clips of episodes of his of actual broadcasts that are in our show as part of our show because we're behind the scenes and they're putting us. So when you see, oh, we need to get George Collin, and there's George Collin, and there's Johnny. And so for me, it was absolutely a treat to go into the vault. We had this wonderful exclusive access to the vaults, and I would say, well, let's just pick out my favorites. (laughs) Let's go get George Carlin. Boom. Albert Brooks and Steve Martin. And it's an interesting thing because for uh, people of a certain age who remember Johnny fondly, it's a lovely way to revisit and see pieces of the show. But it really ultimately has nothing to do with the show because it's really about this 18-year-old kid right? lands, you know, through some silly accident, ends up working there, and he meets this 25-year-old wonderful Jane Levy, who just makes his head explode, because she's unlike anybody he's ever met.
1: Paul Reiser, uh, still with us on the phone from Los Angeles, of course, comedian, actor, writer, author, author of several books, and he's talking about the show he co-created, There's Johnny, uh, and it starts streaming on Sunday, November 1st. Forgive me if I called it The Johnny Carson Show. It's based, well, no, as you said, it's kind of the backdrop, in the the backdrop background, which is such a cool part of it. I have to say, Paul, what's also kind of neat is you do dig back into the 70s, the fashion, the sexism, (laughs) you know, women not paid the same as men, like you you have some, you really get into it.
0: Yeah, you know, it it was, it's hard, so many things were so different. I mean, it's 40 or 50 years ago, but almost 50 years ago. And, uh, you know, there's a great scene where Jane Levy goes into uh, her boss, Tony Tony Danza, right. is the only guy who plays a, an actual person. He plays uh, Johnny Carson's producer, Freddy de Cordova, and he's brilliant at it. And there's a scene where she goes in and she complains that she just found out that her, her colleague, who's a, a male, gets the, uh, has the exact same job but makes twice as much, and it doesn't seem fair. And you see Tony goes, it's not what? Fair. What do you mean? Something's never it, it changed,
1: was, Paul. I'm just going to say. It never
0: changes, but it was at that moment, it was <laughs> yeah. so foreign that's like i don't even understand the question why would it be fair (laughs) like let's start there um you know and uh so yeah and it was vietnam and our lead character is this young 18 year old whose brother is this all-american kid who goes to vietnam and uh it doesn't go well so it it impacts everything and and the part of the fun of the show was taking this really sweet innocent kid played by uh ian nelson Mm -hmm. he's this 18 year old kid fresh off a farm and through a uh, sort of knuckleheaded uh, misunderstanding, ends up working at The Tonight Show. So for him to see suddenly Hollywood and sex, drugs, rock and roll, and women who, women who see therapists and, and women who are just, you know, you know chew, chew up men for, for fun, um, it's a whole new world. So we get to enter this beautiful, complex world through his uh, innocent eyes, which was a lot of fun to write.
1: Listen, what were your memories of your first time on Johnny Carson?
0: I, you know, I did it, I did it many times, but the first time I did it was, um, it was a moment that we had all planned for, you know, or dreamed of, we didn't plan for it, but we worked towards it. So it was an interesting, uh, weird uh, feeling because you got there suddenly. It didn't feel surprising. It felt like, oh, okay, I have <laughs> I have envisioned this so many times. Right. Um, but it was it was it was certainly a turning point for every comic. Your first time on Johnny is such an accomplishment. And and for me, I don't remember ever thinking of anything beyond that. Like that was as far as I could picture down the road of whatever success might look like. Get on the Carson show and then yeah, I don't right. know. Um, but you know, I Johnny was such a big part of our lives as comics, but as America, just for America, he was in our living rooms, you know, mm-hmm. and and in our bedrooms at 11:30 at night for 30 years. In a way that as great as Jimmy and Jimmy and and, and Steve and and Conan are, mm-hmm. um it wasn't the same. He Johnny was singular. He sat on that throne by himself. And uh he, and we also it was when in the very beginning when you couldn't record it right you had to stay up right so it became right. it became part of your life and and like and you remembered it so when we were doing this show there's Johnny and I was pulling up clips of George Carlin and Albert Brooks so I remembered them even though I hadn't seen them in 40 50 years whatever I was going I remember this because I stayed up late and right. I, it was important to me so uh it was a really a different time in culture just in how people watched uh television and how we related to the people and the stars. And there was a reason Johnny was on top for 30 years. He was singularly yeah. uh, talented.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that, too. Like, I mean, it's an era where there were three networks, essentially, right? Three major right. networks. And you were, you know, you watched one or the other. I was just quick Googling. And I think they said at the at the peak, he had something like 50 million viewers. Like, to yeah. get your head around that. You know, <laughs> yes. And everybody the next morning would talk about what Johnny talked about.
0: Yeah. And he also, uh, you know, he had so many... Skills and attributes, mm-hmm. and he was a host, a, a really a, a genuine host in a way that it seems almost antiquated now. Yeah. And he also he, he avoided politics. You know, he was very comfortable. He straddled he straddled the world in a great way. I mean, he was hip. The, you know, hip people liked him and very conventional, rural. You know, he was, he was Nebraska and he was also New York. He was, right. um, and you never knew his politics. We even have an episode where somebody does, you know, slips in a, an anti-Nixon joke and the producer gets incensed and said, how dare you? You know, you don't know Johnny. Johnny, do you have any idea what Johnny Carson actually thinks? No, wow. that's right, because he doesn't tell you. And it's none of, but nobody's business. And he, that was part of his appeal, that everybody came to the tent. Um, he would poke fun at. You know, a Democrats, mm-hmm. Republicans, but gently. It was right. never really um, pointed, and that level of um, diplomacy—that mm-hmm. kind of—is uh, is really does feel like a bygone era, and it's, it's refreshing to see when yeah. you watch Johnny go. Oh, do you remember when things <laughs> seemed simpler? And and he kind of did. You know, he kind of did put you to bed every night. You took, yeah. you know, whether right. you were watching or just had it on in the background. Johnny was. How you rounded off your day, and the world seemed a little better, and you had a couple of jokes to start your morning. you remember Johnny's joke last night? And, right, uh,
1: exactly. It
0: was a big deal. It was a well, big deal. So I'm thrilled the show is getting a second life.
1: Well, like I said, we've been talking about it uh, here at Bloomberg because it really just seems like such a nice what a great piece of content to like kind of come out of this time like you said it's a different different era but it's just it's really fun and to see somebody come from like you said somebody who wasn't used to the big cities and then be on a show that he would watch it's just a really cool thing how much did you do did you need to do research into the show to kind of put it together to kind of understand the behind the scenes and we just have about a minute left
0: yeah, we well we partnered with Carson's company, and, which yeah. is run by uh, a fellow named Jeff Sotting, who was a producer on the original Tonight Show and was Johnny's nephew. So he got us access to you know the blueprints to the set and so uh, and you know what cameras were used and we would check everything. Did they, where would the guys stand? Where would Johnny stand? Where would the producers yeah. stand? So yeah. we we kept it as authentic as we possibly could, and and uh, we, we we wanted to be vigilant and we were all sort of reverential about keeping it real.
1: Well, I have to say, we wish you good luck with it, and Thank you. Um, I hope you come back and let us know how it's all going. And you're working I
0: will out- come, Are you working I'll come by, and I will hold up your your coffee mug, even <laughs> if Emmy lists.
1: Okay, deal. I'm going to hold you to it. You'll get that. You Emmy. got you it. You deserve it. Uh, <laughs> all right. Be well, Paul Reiser, comedian, actor, writer, and author. Check out uh, coming to uh, Peacock on Sunday, November first. It's called There's Johnny, and uh, check out the trailer because it really looks like a, a fun show to watch.